Hello, and welcome to another episode of Babs, Bay Area Brats Struggling, our podcast where we talk about things we're struggling with because we're in our late 30s and we have not had, we don't have things figured out. Just when we think we do, we don't. And that's the thesis of today's podcast. <laughs> I'm Amanda. That's all the podcasts. Hello, and I'm Sam. <laughs> So, Samantha, you just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Hey. Hey. <laughs> she just gave a thumbs down. This is a podcast girl. They can't see. <laughs> I know. That was intentional. I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to explain it like this. I went to New York for my birthday. Uh-huh. Which sounds so fun and fabulous. That's, that's all you have to explain because everyone's just going to assume, make a lot of assumptions about why I'm so exhausted. Okay, you're tired. It's okay. It's traveling is exhausting. Um, yeah. Or am I just old? That too. I was like, my whole personality is like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. That's all I post on my Instagram stories. I've been talking to somebody, which we will talk about. And in it, I, I, I have said, I'm so tired like five times. And I was like, I need to stop saying this. He's going to think I'm just like a tired girl. You are a tired girl, but also that is a true statement based on this book I'm reading and listening to. I'm reading and listening to it because I need it to stick with me. Miracle Mornings. It really is all about mindset. Like you can get like three hours of sleep and be convinced that that was sufficient amount of sleep. So I know it is a mindset thing. We need to just say we're not tired. We're not tired, but today we're tired. <laughs> Today we are, I mean, I had a mild concussion last week. Remember? <laughs> Wait, I think you need to tell our, can you tell the pod, tell our brats how you got your concussion? Oh, it doesn't even matter. What does matter is that I had a mild concussion. Please tell them what you slipped on. <laughs> I slipped on my long ass yoga pants. Cause I was, I decided to try the new thing of wearing wide leg yoga pants. But with wide leg yoga pants, they're a little longer and I have hardwood floors on my floor and I <laughs> ate it. I ate it so hard that I don't know if I was front falling or backward falling. But when I opened my eyes, I was definitely on my back and I thought my cat, I was like, Charlie, help. She <laughs> ran over, and then she fucking just ran away. Like there was no help at all. I was like, I think I'm really hurt. I felt so dizzy, but it didn't hit me until the next day when I was driving to work and I felt really dizzy and felt like my nose was bleeding. So I went to the urgent care and then ER. It was all fun. It was oh all fun God. games. One more ER trip before the big three nine. <laughs> uh, leggings would never do that to us. No, <laughs> they were so tight and ridiculously form fitting. I'm. I, this is this is a reason we should not go wide leg. Yeah, I'm not. You know what? Yeah, I'm not. One of my coworkers on our trip, she was wearing the the flared pants, and you know how the back, like when you would walk on them, they get so frayed that the back gets a hole in it, and you rip it off. That's what she. That's what she had, and it just brought me back to high school. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to do this. And now we have a medical reason not to. Because <laughs> we're old and 
can't freaking handle our pants. That's interesting. A lot has happened in the last five days. So I think there is something that happens when you and I are doing separate things. <laughs> it just gets very chaotic because a couple podcasts ago, we talked about how I went away for the weekend and you made choices and I cried after sleeping with somebody. <laughs> and then this week we were also separate. I was in Atlanta for work. You were, as I was coming back, you were going to go to New York. So you gave yourself a concussion from your pants. And I, <laughs> I, I took all my hard earned stability and secure attachment and confidence and I fucking threw it out the window because now I am a crazy girl again. No, I don't like the word crazy girl unless we're meaning it in terms of an endearment. I know. Okay, not crazy. I just, so I met somebody and yeah. it's, <laughs> and okay, this is my analogy. It's like I, you, when you haven't eaten carbs in a long time, and you you adjust to it. You're fine. You feel great without it. You're like, this is this is healthy. I'm in a good place. I'm happy with my body, my life, everything. And then you get a taste of bread again, like pure white bread. None of that whole grain shit. You get pure white bread with butter on it. And you're like, oh, fuck. No, I'm hungry. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, this is, this is delicious. Nothing comes close. And now I want bread all the time and you've lost all your willpower, your hard earned, whatever. And so now I'm just jonesing for some bread. Wait, maybe this is a bad analogy because also <laughs> eating disorders, like, <laughs> I mean, I have one, but also it's not, I, it depends on what I can, I've spoken to many people about like purely cutting things out of your life and how that's not good <laughs> so like maybe it is true for you too like it's not good to not have Any. a relationship well and we had talked about this of like yes you can do all the healing and the self-reflection and the growth and there is a portion of healing and growth that needs to happen in a relationship because that also is how you learn things about yourself to give context um on text girl <laughs> this could be podcast shows because heating disorders mild concussions and now anxious attachment uh, yeah oh I'm glad you phrased it like that because I was like I don't want our podcast to become like a dating podcast where we just chronicle our dating adventures but I think it dovetails with mental health because I mean it is part that's part of what we struggle with but I also think it dovetails with mental health because there's the anxiety that comes with it and just trying to ground ourselves when there's lots of things happening. So I, after things went off the rails with Muscles Mike and I was like, fuck this, like, I don't trust men. I don't feel safe. I want nothing to do with this. Um, I was like, I wanted to throw in the towel with dating, but after we, your voice was still in the back of my head being like, gently keep yourself on the edge of your comfort zone. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to give up. On the flight to Atlanta, there was a very cute guy. He and I locked eyes. He smiled. And I was like, oh, that was like a nice little connection. And as he walked by, I glimpsed that he, his left hand had no ring. And he happened to be by the bathroom. I was joking with a friend that I should just give him my number. I happened to have a piece of paper. 
So on the way to the bathroom, I gave him my number. He didn't, what's interesting, well, immediately the minute I had that thought, like I should give him my number and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. My anxiety already went through the roof. I had grand plans to just rest on the, the flight and just read and watch a movie, journal. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't concentrate on anything. I was so jittery. I was like, I shouldn't drop this off because in my head, it was like, what if, what if I don't get a chance to, what if he, I don't know, falls asleep or I, I don't know, what if the whole flight goes by and I don't get to do this? I will be so upset that I didn't get the chance to do this. And I was like, I am driving myself crazy. So I didn't even have to go to the bathroom, but I was like, I just got to go do this now. So already I could sense my anxiety. Like my therapist has talked about this, where the minute I get in my head, I want to do something, I have to do it right away, which might be a good thing, but sometimes is a bad thing because then I just rush. And she's like, you need to learn how to sit in the discomfort. And I couldn't. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just thinking about the discomfort part. Keep going. I'm I'm formulating thoughts. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, this is, I have to fast forward this part because it's not even the story. So I know that's what I was thinking. You, this is like your mild concussion, <laughs> your version of the mild concussion. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to draw that connection for me later. Because the mild concussion was like, kind of like a blip of last week. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even the big thing of last week but it was certainly significant oh this is why like i thought my brain could be bleeding right now <laughs> but that's actually not the highlight of this week I, that's what i'm saying like it's not even a big deal yeah forgot yeah. about the mouth concussion <laughs> i know we we're like what are we gonna podcast about and it was like oh wait, wait wait we forgot we could talk about the concussion this is why sometimes I love how chaotic our lives are. Like, it's great that we don't have things figured out because look how hilarious it is. And <laughs> I'm just like, we, we're we're a hot mess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so he did end up texting me, which was a nice surprise. He also turned out to be 25 and Romanian and he was, he was boring. And he said some weird problematic things. So I was like, eh, whatever. Mm. But I will say it was a nice confidence booster that A, I could drop my note to, to a guy on the plane. Like so many people, even our therapist was like, that is fucking ballsy. I would never do that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yay for me for doing that. And it was just, it was a confidence booster because he was like, you have a nice smile too. You're really beautiful. And I said, well, I guess it was too much to hope that you were both in Atlanta visiting and you're actually based in the Bay because he's based in Atlanta. And he was like, you never know. Like, let's just talk and see where it goes. So I was like, oh, I can hook them. Um, so with that confidence, I decided to swipe on the app in Atlanta and see what happened. I had written in my profile, like only in Atlanta for the week for work. But who knows, maybe our love story starts like with us on opposite coasts and life takes us on this. I didn't know you wrote that. Yeah, because I tend to put it out there. Like that was exactly my intention. Like I know I'm only here for a week. I'm not here to hook up randomly, but like you just never know. That was the beauty of Oregon Bobby. We met up and like had instant chemistry, but we were forced to talk for like over a month and it, we built this really great connection. And then when we met up, it was so fun. And then, so I was like, maybe this is how it starts. Like we're forced to focus on the connection because 
That's what I learned with Muscles Mike. Like when you're in person, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the physical that you don't take the time to get to know each other. And I just really wanted to be forced to make a connection. And, and then Bumble had, I've been like, I've done the premium version before where you pay and it was like a deal for like $20 for the month. And I was like, okay, that's very affordable. I've been looking and it's like $50, $70. And I'm like, I'm not gonna pay that much for a month. Then in Atlanta, it happened to give me that $20 deal again. And I was like, okay. And what was nice about it is now- a deal in Atlanta? I think it's just like, it's not that it was a deal in Atlanta. It was, it just pops up from time to time the universe just knows so because of that I was able to see who had already swiped on me and I could decide from there who I wanted to match with so I had like two hours in between like our work stuff ending and before we all had to meet up for dinner so I'm just like chatting on the app I was like I'm just going to respond to a few people and then I'm going to rest and read my book and so I chose like 15 different guys and I responded to every single one. And I, what? I know. And I did custom message for all of them. But there was one guy where I was like, he is so good looking. I really liked his profile. And it was one of those ones where I was like, I hope he responds to me. And he did. And we were chatting just back and forth a lot in, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes. And then I had to go to dinner. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm only in town for the week. So do you want to meet up? And he was like, I could do tonight. And I was like, okay, I guess we'll meet up after dinner. Yeah, what did you guys go do? We went to a cafe and just, we met up at like, we're supposed to meet up at nine and he got stuck in traffic because there was an accident. So we met up at 9.45, which was real late for me. I know, but he drove, he lived like an hour away and he drove and I was just like, wow, you're, willing to drive that far for some random girl <laughs> and so we met up and my first I, I realize now on first dates I'm very critical and I will look for all the red flags and I will be like yep I, I judge too quickly and so I made a lot of snap judgments I think I take as their personality when really it's just people being nervous and trying to come across as confident or whatever so at the end of our dinner I kind of or not dinner it was just like coffee um or drinks coffee at 9 45 i'm not happy he had espresso martinis i ordered a hot chocolate and it was like a giant bowl of sugar so i just took like two sips and that was it but it was a cute little dessert place oh right cool. so we talked until it was closed time and i at one point we were talking he was talking in circles and i didn't really know what he was trying to say it was around like I'm not the type, and we were talking about like, we don't sleep around, but he was like, but at the same time, like we're adults and if everyone's like, if, if I'm not gonna say no to a bit of fun, but it has to be all rooted in honesty and transparency. And he just kept going around and I was like, what is he trying to say? And so we had kind of moved on, but I was like, okay, wait, going back to transparency, like I'm not gonna sleep with you tonight. <laughs> and I was, And he was like, Okay. And I, I said, but we can make out when you walk me back to the hotel. And he was like, I've never had anyone be so direct. But I think it was partly because of all the stuff that happened with Muscles Mike, where like I like I have a hard time saying my boundaries because I'm just like, oh, if I say that, they're gonna be like turned off. So 
it was almost like a redo of all that stuff. And I got to make better choices. But at the end of it, I was like, okay, we're not, I'm probably not going to see him again. We did have a nice little kissing session. And I was like, well, this is nice, but probably not. But he said, like, I would like to see you again before you leave. And I was like, well, I'll see how I feel tomorrow. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and I know what happens next. I'm like laughing. Uh, yeah. Cause I texted you and I was like, ah, yeah, I should just prioritize my rest. I'm really tired. This is my last night alone. Like I should, you know, I don't really want to see him. And you said something like, I want you to protect Amanda's mental health, like protect yourself because you saw what had happened the prior week when I like, sure, I'll just hang out with Mike. And I was like, yeah, I, I FaceTimed you and was like, I'm not going to see him. <laughs> and then I texted you the next day of like, I think I'm in love. <laughs> you texted me that night. <laughs> because I was on a flight. <laughs> That's why. Because you were already, you guys hadn't spent the night together. You guys had just been hanging out for a few hours. And then you were asking me about my mild concussion. And I was like, I'm on a flight. We'll see how it goes. And then you were like, oh, by the way, I'm in love. And I'm like, ah, bitch, I have to go on airplane mode now. You better respond. And you didn't respond. So <laughs> I think I said that when you went to the bathroom. Freaking cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, yeah. We left the other podcast on the cliffhanger where you were waiting to hear back from your ex after you told me you had feelings about him for him. Uh -huh. We'll talk about it later. Okay. It doesn't okay. Do poorly, but it, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> You're still on a cliffhanger. Yeah, still on a cliffhanger. Um, okay, let me speed this up because I realize I'm belaboring the point. So we ended up spending the entire night together. Like, I, what changed it for me from being like, I don't want to hang out with him to, yes, I do, was again, I think in my mind, it was very black and white. Like, if I invite him to my hotel room, clearly we know what that means. And I don't think I'm ready or I don't think I want to. So it was like, do I just leave this as like a fun little Atlanta date story and just what could have been rather than do the thing and then regret it after? And I realized like, it doesn't have to be either or, it could be in the middle where I do want to hang out, but make it clear like nothing else is going to happen. And so I said that to him and he was like, yeah, I just want to come hang out. And he's like, I just want to get to know you. And so he came over and we just like, we talked and yes, there were, you know, we were um, <clears throat> making out, <laughs> but I had said to him, I was like, we cannot sleep together. Cause if we do, I will never see you again. Cause he was kind of like, we should just keep getting to know each other. Even when you go back home. And so I had said like, if we sleep together, I'm not going to see you again. And so throughout the night, I was like, you have really remarkable willpower. And he was like, because I want to see you again. And I thought that was very sweet, but we talked for, we stayed up all night, which I have not done in a very long time. And physically, I didn't think my body was still capable of it. <laughs> and it did really wreck, I think both of us <laughs> for a few days, but we just, we, it, I, so many things. One, he was, he seemed more real that night than he did the first date which is why it reminded me I'd probably judge too harshly in the first date because everyone's a bit nervous in the first date and probably not their most authentic self so he was more real and and it was also 
I don't want to like, I mean, I already said, oh, I think I'm in love, which yes, but also a little hyperbole because I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not. Um, but I, it was just the closest to what I have been looking for or the kind of relationship I knew I wanted after my divorce. Like I've been in the, it's fine. This is stable relationship marriage. But what I want is something that just makes your soul light on fire and life suddenly is brighter and more exciting. And it's like, I just want to tell this person everything from like, I dropped my coffee today and it sucks to like deep thoughts about what do you think happens when you die? Like, I just like all, I want to be able to jump from topic to topic and laugh and they say insightful things that make you admire their brain. And then they make, like he said, I find you fascinating, which is, I've never been called that before. And I'm like, that might be my new favorite compliment because there's so much in there of like, like I see different layers of you and I am curious to learn more. And I don't know, just, I felt more seen. And the whole reason we could not sleep is because we were both just so excited. And he even said, he was like, because we were trying to pretend to sleep and we were both quiet. We talked about everything. We well, talked what about is that? Tell me five things you talked about. We, we talked about um, his tattoos. Okay. We talked about why our last relationships ended. We talked about my, the red flags I thought I saw on the first date and how I thought maybe our values didn't align and he, and the importance of, and him saying like, it actually, it's just more important to be able to have the conversation instead of being like my way or the highway, which I think in California, sometimes we are like, no, it's our way or you're wrong. I mean, because in California, you're either one or the other, and it is very hard to have those relationships. Right. And I, and his point was more like just being able to have conversations. And, and I, I agree with that. Um, we talked about his family. We talked about um, my work. We talked about everything. Okay. I hadn't heard anything you talked about except for you talked about everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it just was like, I just remember whispering in the dark being like, what are we going to do? Because in my head, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> like now I feel that I am in this. And so what does this mean? And he said like, we'll schedule phone dates and we'll, he's like, I'll come out to see you in California. And I was like, okay. And that's where we left it. And I left so giddy I replayed that I replayed the whole night like over and over again I think bringing this back to now though like all my anxious attachment tendencies have reared its ugly head I had that was another thing we talked about I had said I'm scared I'm excited but I'm scared and he thought I was scared that he might hurt me or whatever and I was like no I'm scared that I'm gonna be crazy and he was like, well, just, he was like, you're not going to text too much. Like, it's nice because it lets me know you're thinking about me. And I would rather you text me. And it's all about communication and blah, 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 which is so reassuring in the moment. And then later when you're at home being like, I already texted too much. Why isn't he texting me? 
why isn't he asking me questions? Is he not interested? Like if he's thinking about me, wouldn't he be texting? I don't want to come across as crazy, but I'm clearly coming across as crazy. I Am I coming across as needy? Like literally all the thoughts. I said, that's where I'm at right now. I mean, yes. And I think this would have happened with whoever you liked. It's yeah. again, and I say this to you all the time about myself. It was never about them. It's always about me and like what stories and expectations I'm thinking are supposed to be happening and like, yeah. Stuff. And I just got back from New York seeing my other friend and she told me about this hamster book about these two hamsters make the worst. Have you heard of this book? No. This hamsters make the worst roommates. And basically she's, she, if she ever hears this and she, she does listen, she's going to be laughing because she freaking told me about this book 20 times on this trip to hamsters make the worst roommates. And it's about these hamsters who don't get along because one of them is too noisy and like pisses the other one off all the time. But then the hamster who gets pissed off all the time is like, wait a minute, I never told the other hamster that I didn't like those things. I never set the expectation. I never told them. I wanted him to read my mind. So then he talks to the other hamster because he begins to miss him. He's like, listen, can we have some quiet time? Like, don't always cheer for me when I'm running on my wheel. <laughs> and then they become the best of friends. And it's like, they, they're like, it's like we've started a new friendship and it's like we're starting life over again. And my friend was trying to say like, you can't blame people for not knowing what's on your mind or what's important to you, especially when it's so new. Yeah. But also you have to give yourself some space to express these things. Like don't judge yourself for needing these things. I, I hear that. And, and, and <laughs> I'm also like, but when, when is the right time to express these things because I knew him for like barely 48 hours and I can't be over here being like this is what I need because and I tried to explain like when I am dating at home like after two or three dates it's like whoa we're not in a relationship like give me time to figure this out back up like why like this is what we talked about with muscles Mike he was expecting so much of me and I'm like I'm just trying to figure it out and now I'm like, oh shit, now I'm that girl where it's like, okay, here's what I need in a relationship. Like, Well, that's I different. Muscles Mike was different. He wanted a lot from you. You drew a line and then he got upset with it. I'm not saying tell the guy your boundaries and then if he responds poorly, be mad at him later after you've accepted the new boundary because that's what magic mike or muscle mike did was he said <laughs> oh okay that's what you need and then he crossed the boundary and yeah. then got mad at you for allowing him to cross the boundary i'm saying communicate what you need see if he is okay with it and if he is or if he isn't like maybe you have to like wiggle your expectations a little bit but it's always communicating and being on the same page, not saying I'm cool with your boundary and then immediately crossing over it. Yeah. Or pretending that I'm, I think because in the past it's like, Oh, I'm super chill. I don't care. And clearly I do. And I don't want to have to pretend that I care. 
or I don't I, care. We should never, ever describe ourselves as chill. If that <laughs> comes to your head, you should immediately be like, wait a minute. Wait, I did say to him, I was like, usually I'm more chill than this. And then in parentheses, I said, that might be a lie. And then I told him, I'm like, you're very hard to read over text. And he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I just, without, like, I'm a physical touch words of affirmation person. Without one, I lean on the other. So like, I need, I didn't say I need more. I'm just like, it's harder to read where you're at. And he was like, it's not my intention to be confusing. Like, I meant it when I said I like you. And I'm like, okay follow the evidence, like focus on the evidence. There is nothing in there that says anything other than we are still interested in getting to know each other. But my little brain, my little hamster brain is like, okay, but then don't you want, like, you're not getting to know me. You're not asking me questions, but to your point, you need to tell them what you want because I was asking questions. And finally I said, okay, your turn to ask me questions. And he immediately came back with like five questions. But in my head, I'm like, but why wouldn't you like are you doing it because I asked you to I don't know I don't know no I'm saying I think it's okay that you were like I wish he had you know taken the initiative to ask me questions but also the next time around he'll now know you like him to engage in a certain way and he'll have met those expectations. It's okay to tell people these things because also you have only known each other for 48 hours. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's not like he knows it all. Like you yeah. could be playing it cool or he could be playing it cool. It's still very much a getting to know each other and being comfortable with that because he might be thinking, I can't ask her questions because that's not what people do. They yeah. don't want to be weaker. That's true. I mean, I will say, I think that this very much feels like a test and a good one. Like it had to be being long distance because it's going to force me to stay anchored in my big full life that I love and not be able to be college Amanda where like, I'm only about this guy, but I will tell you internally, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> I feel very uh, un unmoored. I that's why I think you should read anxiously attached. I bought it this morning. I know. I'm so happy for you. I'm so excited for anyone who learns about attachment styles because I think it's groundbreaking work to know about yourself as well as others. Um, I spent like 35 minutes rambling. I do want to ask about you and- Wait, I was just going to say- you brought this up, the world's trying to teach you something or lessons yeah. you need to learn. Yeah. Or you're being tested. That's what you just said. It's really a test though. Okay. So a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about how you thought you had a sex dream and you thought you just missed the physical. And I told you to go hook up with this guy with the dirty bed that you used to sleep with. And you hadn't talked to him in how long? I don't since we all went out that night when was that with your friend I think that was over a year ago like I think it was 2022 mm. yeah because I was that's when I was talking to Clammy and that was like August. No. well because I was already dating yeah you're at snap yeah okay so it was just a joke of like he was someone that back in our chaos era you were like yeah I like sleeping with him and I made the joke like if it's just the physical you should go sleep with him and 
Um, you said sleep with him or a stranger. Right? You, whatever you do, do not try to sleep with your ex. <laughs> so then instead you told him you have feelings for him. Yeah, I and, definitely did that. And then this weekend you sent me a text screenshot. Of the guy that I used to, we have to give him a name. We can't keep saying. Yeah, what should we call him? Uh, dirty bathroom? I mean, she didn't have a completely dirty bathroom. But he did have a dirty bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll call him DB. <laughs> oh, interesting. That is one of my boss's names. Oh, DB it is. Actually, that's two of my boss's names. But <laughs> let's let's ignore that so db was if i were to think about him when i do think about him i don't i rarely think about him but he was a great time <laughs> like there were a few times i called friends and i was like on my way to db's house and everyone was like yes get it girl yeah and that was fun that was so fun for that time period but db texted me out of the blue like really it's been over a year and he was like hey and i'm like hey and i don't even i can't remember what he said he said something like are you home and i was like no he said do you still have that boyfriend and i <laughs> no and he was like are you home and i was like no He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, what is this? Do you need something? I literally was like, what do you need? He was like, what would I need? And then I said, I don't know. Maybe you need a friend. I haven't talked to you in a while. Are you doing okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. Then we, he found out I was in New York. He was like, okay. And then I was like, I got to go to bed. And he said, okay, but do you want to hang out sometime? And I was like, what does that even mean? And he immediately was like of course it means sex and drinks like what else would it mean and even though he was a great time I just it didn't even cross my well it did it did cross my mind thinking about his dirty bathroom <laughs> that is also not a euphemism <laughs> it really I mean <laughs> it is <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> but he was a good time. I remember I kept trying to tell you to, to just sleep with him. I know. And then I met him and he had long fingernails and that's a hard no for me. That's fair. <laughs> that's a hard no. Not the fact that my best friend already slept with him. <laughs> I know. Because I was like, he's such a good time. But anyways, I don't even know what the point of this is. Is that <laughs> I just... Okay, I will say that this is one thing that I loved about our chaos era is that just things would happen left and right. And it'd be like, what the fuck? This came out of nowhere, but it was hilarious. And so the fact that we somehow manifested it, <laughs> that talked to this man since like September of 2022. And we mentioned him a few weeks ago and suddenly he's like, hey, want to hook up? Yeah, I honestly first thought, did Amanda contact you? <laughs> like, she really must not want me to get back with my ex. <laughs> but yeah, and I thought about it for a hot second because he was so fun. Mm -hmm. 
And then I immediately got upset with myself because I was like, no, but I really like it. And I'm like, damn it. Okay. Maybe this was a test of like, what is it that you are looking for right now? Or like what feels right to you? And clearly that doesn't feel right. The first thing I thought about was his dirty bathroom though. <laughs> I Someone told me about, you know, in your shower, I always thought I use pink shaving cream. So when there's like pink stuff on my shower, it's because of my shaving cream. And I always, you know, just wash mm -hmm. the thing then I found out no that's not from your shaving cream if there's any type of pink tint in your shower that is not a fungus what is it bacteria crazy bacteria like oh you should it should never reach the point where you see any pink in your bathtub and if you do you should be ashamed of yourself wait okay listen sometimes that is the indicator in my sink that I need to so you know what we're all just trying to get by okay here you girl but now I can't get that out of my head that every time I went to his house he always had pink ring in his shower <laughs> it wasn't like bad it wasn't like atrocious it's not like he had like poop smeared against the wall it was <laughs> not the fact that he had a ring around the the, the drain of his shower anyway this episode that is real, real chaotic. Um, okay, but so then it made you reflect on your ex and how you feel. So we talked a little bit about that because now you guys are still talking because you're friends, but he has not given an answer of how he feels knowing you have feelings for him. Uh, yeah. So after I told him that, he, you know, told me he needed time. And we have talked about what, he needs time to think about and I don't I'm not taking any of it personally like I, I understand why he wants to think about whether he should be in a relationship mm -hmm. given where he is at but I don't like it's weird because I don't think it my anxious attachment self would generally try to just reattach as quickly as possible but I get why he has some things to think about yeah. And I, it has nothing to do with me. So I'm not trying to push it or anything like that. But what I was thinking is if I really just wanted to, you know, whatever, have fun, I could totally do that with this DB person. But I really didn't want to. I was like, no, because if I just want to, if I wanted to have sex, I really would like it to be with my ex because of how much I feel towards him mm -hmm. and people listening to this will probably be like well duh you should have feelings for me the person you have sex with but that's not how it's always been for me I it's not and it's just interesting that that is now the new perspective I know our like I said our hoe era is over <laughs> I don't think we have it in us anymore. I literally do not. Yeah. But that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so nice when we just did not give a shit, but now we care. Or does the person just need a clean bathroom? Like, what if he had a sparkling bathroom? Listen, girl, I cried after 
after sleeping with someone because I didn't have that connection. So I really don't think it's about bathroom for me. <laughs> it's just so interesting how much can change in a year and a half. Because it wasn't that far, not long ago. It wasn't like 20 years ago. But you know what I think is because I think back then we were just, actually, you and I were both trying to escape pain because I remember I was like, still in the thick of my chaos, but I called you crying and you said very gently, but you were like, Amanda, I think you have been doing all of this because you are trying to run away from the heartbreak that you are actually experiencing. And I just cried and cried because I knew you were right. And similarly, yours came off the end of your engagement and all that. And so we were in it because it was like, we were just <clears throat> running away from the pain and filling it with a good time and distraction. And then that got to a point where it was like, okay. And we've spent the last couple years or year and a half just focusing on healing ourselves and trying to create inner peace. <laughs> and now that we've had a taste of that, like we, we don't react as well to like outside forces trying to disrupt our inner peace, even though we think we want that. <laughs> I, I feel like I've aged so much. I mean, the stuff DB was saying would have, I don't know, floored me a year and a half ago. <laughs> his last line, remember what his last line was? Sex? No. Because once I asked him, like, what is hanging out until he's like, sex and drinks. And then I was like, oh, let me think about that. Uh-huh. And his response, well, why don't you think about my dick? <gasps> I did not see that. Yeah, that was his last. And I was like, Ew immediately that probably I would have said something funny or witty but I was like I gotta go to bed like I didn't respond to that he's not a bad guy though that's the thing like the expectation is that was what our relationship was oh and he's not like I hate to even say like label him the dirty bathroom guy because he I actually do think at the time he was someone to have fun with but he also talked me through some things about like he was like I don't think you're ready for a relationship I think you need to think about what you really want and like we had conversations like that yeah and then that was it I mean I I, I again I don't think he's a terrible person I just think our relationship was that yeah and now I'm like oh that I'm not even interested in that a little bit I think all the people we met taught us something and for better or for worse like you know they're contained in that that moment of time and like we there's no we can't go back like there's just nothing like dj chris organ bobby all the the people like it was great and they taught us something but we can never go back and recreate that stuff like there's a reason it didn't work out i was actually thinking about that because everyone has been telling me we don't go backwards we only look forward but clearly me having feelings about my ex is going backwards. And I don't know how I feel about that. But I don't think it's fully, I would actually, it's interesting. I don't know that I would categorize it as going backwards. Cause it's not like you guys ever stopped talking. You guys were still friends throughout. Like maybe there was a period where you didn't talk as much every day, but like you guys have maintained a friendship throughout. And so I see it almost more of an evolution of your connection. And wherever it goes next, I don't know, but 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't think of that as going backwards for you. So it's just TBD. But I will say, you seem very grounded. Like, knowing that what you did would send most people, and probably us, into a frenzy of, like, you told someone you had feelings for them, and they said, let me think about it. Well, like, you know, I know, we know that he cares about you deeply, but he's just scared to ruin the beautiful friendship you have now. Yes, and I think there's a lot of other things. Yeah. I think, again, this is why I'm all about learning about attachment styles, because it's not just about the current relationships we have, but the relationships that have made us. And knowing his background, knowing my own background, like, there are things that are impacting me today that have nothing to do with anyone today. And that's just realizing that not everything is about me. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> like, but it is. We have a podcast about ourselves. <laughs> but I'm just like more gentle with myself as well as everyone else. Because I'm like, we're all dealing with something. And sometimes love is not enough because there's so much pain that you need to deal with. And I can't be mad at anyone yeah. for, for having that. Or having to deal with that. See, I, you have a, a very calm, gentle energy about you right now. And I'm like, fuck, I feel like I'm like frenetic over here. And I'm about to, I don't know, blow up or something. And I envy you and I miss that. No, I, I think it comes and goes because we certainly switch. Like when you're high, I'm low. When you're low, I'm high. Yeah. That's always been the case. Yeah, because we they can't handle both of us. <laughs> I, I have moments though where I I'm just like, you know what? I'm a fucking catch. And these people should be chasing me. Because this is where the anxious attachment comes from of like, I have to keep being witty. I have to keep talking because otherwise they're gonna like lose interest and I want to keep it going. So that's where my anxiousness comes out. And then also kind of like, uh, am I getting enough feedback to show that this is working versus just like, I used to say, hold it gently and just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to be me. And they should want to get to know me. They should want to, they should realize like, she's going to get snatched up if I don't do something. So let me just keep pursuing. And I have moments of that. And then other times where I'm just like, wait. So that's what's interesting. I don't think that's how I see it anymore say more because I think when we first broke up remember that's when I was like if he doesn't immediately fight for me yeah. what does it mean what does it mean about how he feels towards me and then I started thinking like people are literally just trying to do their best and sometimes it is not about you and I know this is terrible but it's just like I'm not trying to hurt anyone when I cannot, ha I don't have the energy to go to things that other people have the energy for. It's mm -hmm. just, that's just my mood right now. And I feel so sad. I wish I could be a better friend. I wish I could be the friend that I was in my twenties, but sometimes it's just reached a point where I need to like actually address this in a very slow and delicate manner. And that's how I feel about if people don't have the space in their life to be in a relationship with me, mm -hmm. I cannot be mad about that. Like, 
it's not about me similar to like my emotion toward them it's usually not about them like if it works out i really do oh no i was gonna say love my ex but i do think that's what it is Mm -hmm. but i also love him enough to realize like if it's not right for us yeah if there's too much that we have to work on to even be with each other like it's okay to like say i want us different I need something different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was like my whole mentality before of just like, if it doesn't work out, then like, I'm not going to force it because it should just like, everyone is going through their stuff. I think the problem for me this time around is like, I've had a taste of the bread and this was the bread I've been looking for since not, I don't want to say this is like, this is exactly what I've been looking for since my divorce, but it's reminded me it's given me hope. And I had, I have reached several points, especially over the last year where it's like, am I expecting the impossible? Like I'm dreaming up this, what a relationship should be like, that's not realistic and I'm not going to find it. And my standards are too high because sometimes I'll list what it is on paper and people can check all those boxes. And I'm just like, but this is still not, it doesn't feel like enough. And so I'm just like, oh, maybe it doesn't exist. And so now I mean, what I could take from it is like, even if nothing happens, it was still a reminder to have hope because it could exist. That I mean, that's what I'm, I think that is the bigger thing is that what you want isn't like a unicorn. It isn't something you magically made up and it's like a fairy or whatever. It is possible. I don't know if like, you two are in the in the right spot I don't know anything about this man but I'm saying like there are a lot of things at play yeah but one of them that I think is great for you is realizing that someone who you can connect with in a physical as well as emotional and intellectual level does exist you don't have to just be with muscle Mike and force anything because these the one you are looking for exists but also like that's only one part of the the recipe of all relationships you know what I mean like timing physical location like can you guys work it through with being so far apart and what does that look like because I I do think you can totally he could be your person but we have to be gentle with like everything like the expectations as well as ourselves like not be mad at ourselves that we want more yeah I know I think I'm so constantly worried that I'm gonna ruin it like I'm worried that I'm already ruining it by like being so excited about it and I used to hate that. I used to tell myself, like, because you know, people are like, I don't want to get excited because I don't want to jinx it. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. We shouldn't go through life, like trying not to be excited and, and brace ourselves for disappointment because then you're just making yourself miserable. Like if we're going to do the what if scenarios in the bad way, we get to do the what if and the what if everything works out way. But then here I am being like, wait, but if I, I've ruined things before because I got too excited. And so there is a part of me that's like, chill the fuck out Amanda and like and I'm trying to huh who who, name the person it got ruined with all of them the 
one? Tell me. Give me the give me the example. Andre in college. Boo! Oh my God. Listen. Here's best friend coming to defend. You did not ruin anything. You were the authentic Amanda that you are. You didn't change anything about how you were reacting. He did. It didn't work out because of him. And I hear that. And old Amanda is like, but look at the pattern. Like in high school, there was Adam and like, you know, he strung me along. But the minute I pushed a little bit of like, but wait, like, aren't we a little bit more than just friends? Like you're holding my hand. You're telling everyone you like me. Like, aren't we together? He backed up and was like, eh, change my mind. Same thing with Andre. And like, it's been the pattern down the road of like, when I get excited, I'm in. And then it's like, whoa, like back up. And and I just again, you talked to Adam after. It was never about you. It wasn't because you got excited. It would have happened regardless with Adam. It would have happened regardless with Andre. Like these are not because of you. It's because it was always gonna happen. You know, I know all this stuff and I like we have done so many so much therapy and talking about this and like a week ago I was just like yeah duh I know all this something has ripped open to me because now I just want to cry and I'm like all my old wounds are coming back and I'm like I I don't know I already feel like in talking about this I was like oh this is not even about this Atlanta guy anymore now I'm just I think I've I mean I I do hope something works out but I it's making me miss that relationship like like this weekend was exhausting I really wanted a hug at the end of the night and was like I really really wish I had a partner and someone who could just hug me and I have not felt that need in over two years just like whatever comfort myself I mean I always asked about that I know because I just didn't understand because I didn't eat bread for two years figuratively I think, again, this is just you, this is part of your growth journey and the journey being you are, you work towards to getting into a safe and secure place. And now we have to test it out in the real world. It was real world being because you want to be in a relationship, we need to test out what it means to be secure with a person versus without a person because those are two very different things yeah I think yeah and it really it's the the test is how can I stay confident in myself and authentic and not question myself and get better at speaking about or speaking up about my boundaries and not feeling like I don't I'm not allowed to say it because that even that was like this felt like a a redo from Muscles Mike and was like okay I'm gonna say my boundaries and that in itself is hard for me and I did it and I think I'm still now working on like how do I express what I'm feeling and not feel ashamed or scared that it's going to scare somebody away anxious attachment is a real thing that we've said it like a thousand times I know I'm really going I need to go read the book it's on my kindle now attached I told you I only read like the first three pages what no sorry three chapters three chapters that's also, that like groundwork for anxiously attached. I think it helped me understand anxiously attached. I'm not giving you homework. 
feels like you are. But I will say any time that I get where I, my anxiousness is like seeping in, I do listen or read one of these books and I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. There was something in the, like the Amazon page to buy it. And it was like a little promo for the book. And it said something like the behaviors we engage in trying to get confirmation of the, the attachment, but actually in those behaviors, you're like pushing them away, which is exactly what you didn't want to do. And I was like, Girl, I have notes from listening to this book. I'm like writing it all in my journal. So I'm like, oh man, I do miss school. That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) I don't. Okay, I think this is a good place to end, even though I just feel like I word vomited all over. No, No. I think this is exactly what we said we were going to podcast about. I liked it better when you were the one struggling and I was like... (laughs) two years ago (laughs) but it's it this is just the journey we are learning from each other hoping others will learn from us too or not even learn you don't have to learn anything just maybe appreciate that life can go every direction all at once and it I mean we're not clearly we're not starving we're not dealing with certain other serious matters but it still is difficult and sometimes you just need to talk to your best friend about it oh thank you thank you for letting me be so messy no I'm like dirty bathrooms and all (laughs) I was okay I'll go to the bathroom if there's a pink ring on the bottom of the shower yeah maybe that's the lesson you've learned okay to wrap this up I will say that when you and I like I was spiraling a couple nights ago and then I FaceTime you and you gave me some very great advice. And I just was like, I forgot how ground, like you are my grounding force. Talking to you is what makes me feel grounded. And so thank you for being my best friend. Thanks for being my best friend. Okay. And thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.